0: It's eleven oh six on WSIC News Radio, and you're listening to We're Just Saying with Senator Vicky Sawyer and David. Like to be part of our show eight four four Studio Four, and we are streaming live on the WSIC News website, social media, YouTube, Facebook, X, LinkedIn, and on the Gram now.
1: On we, the Gram, we are
0: we are live on the Gram.
1: So that's what uh, Bill and I decided because we we were up all night last night thinking about how are we going to celebrate David Koble's thirty fourth birthday. <laughs> And so we decided to surprise you with now being live on Instagram because we need to make sure folks understand the C is for uh, the C is for Cobol and Cobol's calves, and yeah. also we have these amazing balloons for you that yes, we that you, thankfully Bill got at the last minute. He was really almost late to the show, so we're grateful. Happy birthday David. Thank Perble. you
0: very much. It's actually tomorrow, but I very much appreciate it and if only I would take either of those ages frankly. I would take the 34 or the 43 neither are accurate, but I would absolutely take either of them. So that should tell you something about where I am turning tomorrow. But thank you very much. I yeah. very much appreciate it. You came walking in with the balloons. I was like, "Oh, she remembered." And I was like, "Oh, no, she didn't." No,
1: I didn't. <laughs> no, it was left over from an office party a couple of days ago.
0: You know what? Terrible I, friend. I, I appreciate the it's effort to recycle. I, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I want to save Mother Earth. Yeah.
1: I, I, I believe in that. I recycle. And can I possibly uh, ask for your forgiveness and drown uh, my sorrows in bourbon with you? Absolutely. Well, that's Absolutely.
0: But you have to bring it. Okay. And it's got to be something good. Something I pick.
1: Okay, well that's fit. well. I mean, if you pick it, is it good?
0: Well, uh, yeah. Uh. I don't. I don't do. Uh, I don't do uh, the cheap. Uh, the cheap bourbon. You do not. I, I have been on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. I am. Um. I am a highly cultured uh, bourbon connoisseur, so to speak.
1: Well, I will know that the you guys who are bourbon guys, that is some deep, deep. Uh, Stuff going on there. I mean, that the thousands of dollars for a bottle and well, I, I mean, mean,
0: I've never. I, now there are people who do that, but right. also think about it this way. Yeah. I know that you you have uh, enjoyed a glass of wine from time to time. Sure, you enjoy a good wine. Right, it, bourbon do. is no different. It, it's you know there's quality in, in what you bring out, and so,
1: so it's for, not that it's not unlike wine. I don't know. For me, bourbon tastes like it was distilled through a teenager's gym socks.
0: Wow. See, but not everybody's cultured enough to no. understand it. Nobody has the kind of palate we do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. You know, your, I know. Look, your 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 palate. You know it's okay that <laughs> Bush Light and um, you know Apothic Red from the from the store is what is what you go with. You know the duck. Uh, Wine and frugal, I'm all frugal. That. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: delicious light of Miller. But uh, speaking of someone who was not frugal yesterday, we did have a visit from the Commander in Chief to Raleigh, North Carolina.
0: Yes, we did. Uh, came in to tout, what, high-speed high internet, putting money into high-speed internet?
1: In rural areas.
0: In rural areas, because, yeah, because we just now started doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, that's something new here in North Carolina. We haven't been doing that before.
1: <laughs> so the coolest thing is I was, I didn't see anything in, in a, and I was not in Raleigh, but uh, I was scrolling through Twitter Excuse me,
0: X. X, oh, let's see. X. See, after you got so snobby about me saying X for my Twitter.
1: I know. And uh, I saw where he confused a woman with Congresswoman Deborah Ross. He said in his speech that he had just taken a picture with Deborah Ross, it was good to see her there. And yet she wasn't there. She was not.
0: And and if you follow the um, if you follow the exploits of our um, of our geriatric in chief, um, he that is not oh. the first time no. that he has done that. act, But this time was a little bit better than the last time it happened. In which case he um, asked a, a woman, a congresswoman, to stand up who had like died. Uh, I think like oh, three or four months before that's right. he was somewhere, and he said, "You know, she was a great congresswoman. Is she here? Please stand up." And the answer was no because she had passed away like several months earlier. Uh, uh, but yeah, bless his heart. Yeah. Bless his heart.
1: Well, I mean, there is the other side of the ticket or the aisle where there is an Iowa caucus that happened this week. And those there of us was. who are going to not vote for President Biden has a choice. And it looks like at least the Iowa caucus members made a distinct and clear choice.
0: Oh yeah, I, I mean, and and I don't think there was ever really any doubt that that Trump was going to win. The question was, you know, what was going to be the margin, and it's the largest margin in the history of the uh, of the Iowa caucus. So um, obviously, um, you know, I know that Ron DeSantis uh, he came in a, a very close or not a very close second. Uh-huh. Uh, he came in a very distant second, uh, about two, I think, two or three points um, better than Nikki Haley. Your girl. But he, yeah, well, you know, I Your mean, she was
1: doing good. She, she was. Well, was she doing good or did? Did the press make her seem like she was doing better than she actually well, was?
0: Honestly, I mean, I think, you know, of the range of candidates that were left, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's been I think it's been sort of a, a best kept secret that that DeSantis was not going to make it much past Iowa. Um, you know, his he's not been really able to break through or anything like that. The people that he thought might leave Trump for him didn't. Yeah, obviously, 100 uh, percent. So, you know, Haley was really always the only sort of. Viable alternative. And so she got a lot of press in, in relation to that. And, you mm-hmm. know, as, you know, I mean, they got to write some out something. It gets a little boring <laughs> writing about Trump's, you know, 40 point lead in the polls. They got to write about something, right? But, you know, she came and said, but, you know, she's been focusing very heavily on New Hampshire. Um, so that's on Tuesday. Oh, that's
1: right. Cause she's, that's going to fix Iowa. Yes. No. New Hampshire's
0: uh, yeah. New Hampshire fix will fix I- whatever happened in Iowa. I, I don't get that, uh, to be fair with you. Uh, again, uh, I'm not, I'm not on the stage at that, that, or the know, spotlight. Those she, are under. Lot. So I, but at the same time, it's like, eh, but Will it? I mean, yeah. if, even if you win New Hampshire, it's, it, it won't be. I mean, yeah. I, now it, now if she wins New Hampshire, that will get some traction. But, you know, polls in her home state of South Carolina are not good for yeah. her. Uh, they just aren't. And, yeah. and, and, and and it has, you know, and, you know, Vivek getting out, he's not going to, th- I mean, nobody who supported Vivek is going to uh, support Nikki Haley. Sure. Um, you yeah, they might fold get, into Trump. Yeah. I mean, you know, Chris, if Chris Christie would get out, that would obviously likely go to Haley, but there's not much he there. He did get out
1: and there wasn't well, Yeah, yeah. yeah. He
0: is, yeah. He, I guess, technically he is out now, mm-hmm. but um, you know, there's not enough there to really move. That. I mean, pres- uh, barring something catastrophic, I mean, you know, it's Donald gonna Trump's Trump. gonna be. It's gonna be Trump. And so I it's think. What it's gonna be.
1: I think the funniest for me was watching CNN after Trump swept Iowa. It oh. was so funny. I mean, they, you just see the true colors of the anchors of the newscast when they're trying to try to say like. Trump won. What is wrong with you people? I mean, I think that's really the the tone of of
0: what was that one that said that um, the the white uh, the white angry white conservative Christians uh, really came out in Iowa um, and and really showed their anger because (laughs) now Donald Trump won and oh they're just you know the backwoods hicks just did it again. You know, obviously we can't all be cultured like the CNN crowds, obviously. But it's here is what amazes me. The takes that the media has had during the Donald Trump era, they were bad. Right. When he got out of office, they remained bad and they continue to stay bad. Right. When it comes to things like this, it's like they never learn. And (laughs) it just, I mean, it really, it's quite comical.
1: It is. And so we're going to go and move to uh, in the next segment, next two segments about some anger, anger towards the Department of Motor Vehicles, maybe not anger, but concern because as transport one of the transportation chairs, I've invited uh, the chair, co-chair, my co-chair, Michael Lazara, who just uh, penned an op-ed that was published in regards to the frustration that we've had, and as well at the bottom of the hour at eleven thirty, we're going to have Chairman Brendan Jones on to talk about his frustration, and he's got a little different perspective. He actually has a, 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 really good relationships with car dealers, so you know we as customers see and feel the frustration in the line at DMV from this side. But we also know that the car dealers have to deal with license plate agencies and a lot of those same things on the on the commercial side of it. So we're going to be talking about both of those.
0: Excellent. Well, um, and then a little tidbit about New Hampshire, if you may not have known, they act, there is a little town called Dixville Notch. That is the first one, that is a village of Dixville Notch. Four people, they cast their ballots at midnight on Tuesday. <laughs> Okay. See, didn't know. See, Americana. That's Americana. Yeah. You should appreciate that. I should.
1: I should. <laughs>
0: You're listening to We're Just Saying on WSIC News. We'll be right back.
1: <laughs> There's
2: more We're Just Saying with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on the way. From 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Call now to speak with NC Senator Vicki Sawyer at 844-STUDIO-4. It's We're Just Saying on 105.9-100.7-WSIC.
0: Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David, live to be part of our show, 844 Studio 4. We are still streaming live on the WSIC News website, YouTube, Facebook, X4NOS, Twitter, LinkedIn, and The Gram.
1: The Gram. The
0: Gram. So we do have our first guest uh, yeah. joining us right now on the phone, the uh, good Senator Mike Lazara. Oh, no, I knew he was waiting to do that. Before we put Michael
1: through on the phone, I do want to brag on him a little bit, if you'll allow me to. Please do. So, Senator Lazara serves as the co chair of the Senate uh, Finance Committee. Oh, sorry, Senate Transportation Committee. And he also lives in Onslow County. So, for us Midlanders, that's the coast in Jacksonville. He was the mayor pro tem of the city of Jacksonville and served on that council for 14 years before becoming a senator. Uh, He also served our country as a Marine and owns and operates several several businesses, but most famously, you can see his finest work in convenience stores all over North Carolina and the Hunt Brothers.
0: Exactly. And no, he makes I'm a kidding. heck of a pizza. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm
1: kidding. No, he actually uh, owns Lazara's Pizza and Subs and Michelangelo's Pizza in the Emerald Isle, Atlantic Beach, and Jacksonville area. Senator Lazaro, welcome to the show.
3: Well, good morning, and what an introduction, Vicki. I will remember the Hunt Brothers comment. Um, <laughs> yes.
1: uh, as, the insider, as the insider As the insider um, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it well, is. Good
3: morning. Good morning,
1: David.
0: Good morning, sir. How are you?
1: So, Senator Lazara. Thank
0: you for having me this
3: morning.
1: Yeah. So, Senator Lazara, you had just penned a really uh, detailed op ed, and it was something that we are doing. And I don't know that a lot of people know about it. So, uh, it's in regards to the DMV and result of some of the frustration and a deadline that's coming up about a study. Would you like to tell our listening audience what you are, uh, what we've all been up to, I guess?
3: Sure, and thank you for that. Well, you know, part of our, our budget cycle, we, we initiated a study that that would look at DMV and potentially privatizing those services, um, which would certainly be a benefit to the public in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, it could lead to greater efficiency, convenience, uh, you know, faster service, uh, competition. You know, there's so many benefits to it. You know, we, we've just had, so many complaints about our DMV wait times and for businesses and uh, citizens that we it, we just need to do something about it. And hopefully this study will give us some, some facts about what we can and, and can't do.
1: Yeah. And I thank you for leading the charge on this and letting the folks know, because tell us, um, you know, we have a fast growing area here in the Charlotte metro region but you guys are also growing fast, but you grow in a different way. You have a large um, military footprint in your area. And the DMV is probably one of the first stops those young men and women have to make when they're coming into your area.
3: Absolutely. Uh, so Onslow County is the home of Camp Lejeune, which is uh, the largest amphibious training uh, center in, in the country. But um as I understand it, we have some of the highest volume transactions in the state. I think last year there were over uh, 250,000 nearing 300,000 transactions at DMV, not including dealer transactions. So um, we are, we are a, a, a high volume area and, and imagine, you know, our military base is having a lot of young men and women that that are buying vehicles and trading vehicles. And then they're transient, right? They're here mm-hmm. for a short period of time and they leave and, and we have new ones coming in and and just the bottleneck and just having to do basic titling and transactions is just horrendous.
1: Yeah. And you recently had something that's very concerning happen in, in Onslow County. For that service that was provided, a 30-year license plate agency was shut down and you're not really sure why. And for those of you who um, I've always wondered, why do I get my driver's license at a DMV? And I get my light drivers or my license plate at a license plate agency. It's because they're two different entities, although they report to the same. The DMV is run by the government. The license plate agency is on contract with the government. But tell uh, our listening audience what happened in your district and how hard that's been on your constituents.
3: So in our in our area, we've had a, a thirty year, close to a thirty year LPA license plate agency provider that's been running the same agency all these years. And then out of the clear blue sky, um, the, the DMV agency came down and shut them down, took all the computers out um, without any notice whatsoever. So you had over 20 employees lose their jobs. Immediately the, the license plate agency was shut down. And so as you can imagine, Uh, you know, all these folks, and particularly right at the holidays, which is normally a high volume transaction time for whatever reason, we had nowhere to send these folks locally. They had to get in their car and drive an hour to another agency. And so my phone and email has been inundated with that. And having asked the questions, I never really got firm answer as to why they were shut down? Were were their previous notices sent? Uh, letter of reprimands, and uh, nothing. Uh-huh. Um, just uh, apparently some proposed notary violations uh, that they claim uh, took place, but the operator is saying that they've been doing business the same way for 30 years uh-huh. and it's never been an issue. So again, I don't really I can't really tell you exactly what took place. But nevertheless, let's just say that was accurate. Should there not be a better process of transition so that right. we don't impact the people that we serve?
1: Right. Absolutely. I agree with you totally. And and also talk about other complaints that you hear about even getting a driver's license. Can you get an appointment right. if you do? I mean, is your area similar you to ours? Work.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. It is. And appointments are almost impossible. And and it's just the time. I mean, even in the prior when the the LPA was operating here, you need at least two and a half hours uh, of your time to be able to get there and sit, take a ticket and wait to do basic transactions.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And, you know, in the world of which we live in, we've got to do much better. So right. there's there's a lot of challenges I think that are facing um, the DNB operation, and and that's what my prompted uh, you know my effort to to look at what privatization because I've seen some of these things happen before where where government privatizes something and it becomes not only less of a burden to the taxpayer because we know exactly what we're paying for a service, and then the actual service or whoever the the provider is. Uh, doing business and they've got to perform as an individual business. They've Mm -hmm. got to give good customer service. They've got to give less wait times Mm -hmm. in order for them to be profitable. So it can be a win-win situation mm-hmm. if we can make it work.
1: Well, and and you know, like I do, that when you log on to the DMV now, um, that is a private company who organizes that interface. When you can try to order a new license online and there is actual a private company who performs that service. So when you say privatization, um, it's not like it isn't already happening, Correct.
3: That's right. Some of it is actually happening. I believe it's the My DNB. Is that what you're referring to? Mm-hmm. That's a separate. That's a separate entity. So I think if we can take some of those models and really make them inclusive and and all together and and parse it out, mm-hmm. it may be a great opportunity for us to offer uh, less burden to the taxpayer and a greater customer service to to the people that we serve.
1: I agree. And um, as we move forward, and you see in the short session, I know that we're going to be looking and getting the study back. Uh, We possibly are going to have some government oversight committee meetings, and then we'll have what they call the short session beginning on April 24th and see legislation go through. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot, I mean, but do you feel like you have the appetite to tackle this in the short session? And if so, what would you like to see happen that way?
3: Well, I personally do. I I am committed to making a change for the good of the people that we serve and not only the citizens, but the businesses, you know, and that's the part we really didn't talk about. All the dealers across the state that are trying to conduct businesses that can't get their tags in a timely manner. And now we're having to extend that time frame so that they can get folks their tags and people aren't trying to drive expired tags and And so, yes, I am to answer your question, I'm Mm -hmm. ready to tackle it. Um, As you indicated, I wrote an op-ed about it, uh, just making people aware of what my personal intentions are. And I think most of us that sit on the committee are very frustrated and we're ready to to have some oversight meetings and really address Mm -hmm. the issue. And it's not like what DMV did to the LPA. This is something that we've been talking about for a long time Mm -hmm. and have given DMV. Not only financial support to the tune of $90 million to modernize, but also legislative support. And we haven't seen the change. All we get is excuses.
1: That is so true. Ten years, $90 million, and legislative authority to enter in up to five contracts without the intervention from another agency. And this is what we get. (laughs) Right. This we is what we get. more
3: support can we give, right? Right. Um, we're here and ready.
1: Right. And so I appreciate and support your approach because it feels like that we as legislators are continually taking all the burden of trying to get our constituents, a- CMV appointment, or help a dealer get through something, and in the meantime, the agency has been given all the all of the tools and equipments that we can give them, and yet there is a culture of not modernization and not modernizing because, um, similars are you know like me, they still use COBOL as their foundational um, structure for their internet. I mean, for their IT, and and I think David, that was where. Was that when you were in college they taught that? That's probably when I was in high school. In high school that. and they taught that. So. I was going to
3: say, it's probably a little further than that. Yeah. Than yeah. I think I was programming cobalt cards long
1: ago. Okay. Well, we have our last 30 seconds. And so if someone wants to learn more about you, uh, Sen Lazar, please let them know your Twitter handle or your X handle and also your website.
3: Sure. It's uh, Lazar for if they want to learn more about me. And of course, um, uh my Twitter is at, Lazara, at Senator Lazara. In um, any ways, uh, yeah. you can find me on, on the legislative website and uh, be glad to answer any questions or any concerns. But we look forward to leading the way in reimagining how the state services can be delivered in the 21st century. So I'm very excited about that.
1: Well done. Well done. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you, Senator. And after the break, we will have Chairman Jones on the line. Yep.
0: You're listening to We're Just Saying on WSIC News. We'll be right back.
2: Now more We're Just Saying with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC.
0: Probably my favorite right here. Yes, yeah, yeah, Welcome good, back man. to We are Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. Like to be part of our show, 844-STUDIO-4. We are still streaming live on the WSIC News website, YouTube, Facebook, x 4 as Twitter, LinkedIn, and The Gram as of today. So we're switching sides now. We, we we just heard from the Senate side. Of course, we always hear from the Senate side yes. since, since this is your show. Yes. But now we're switching over a little bit to the House side, Yeah, right?
1: I'm excited to have our next guest on the show. And before we put him on, I do want to give him a proper introduction. Uh, Chairman Brendan Jones... He does serve in the House, and he is down east. Um, he's a deputy majority leader. Uh, his primary duty is to work with other House leadership and oversight in areas such as the floor and votes and caucus or assisting policy development within the party. And he's the Appropriations uh, for Transportation. He also serves as on the Appropriation um, Committee for the House and really just has a man who has a mini hat. So he, he does a lot over there in the House. So we're very grateful to have Chairman Brendan Jones on the call. Welcome to We're Just Saying. Representative Jones, how are you?
4: I am well. How are you
0: guys? Oh, just living the dream one day at a time, we're doing our best over here. Me,
4: me too, it's just a nightmare some days, and I wake up screaming. <laughs> I totally understand.
0: Well, um, Representative Jones, we just uh, got uh, finished with uh, Senator Lazara, and we were talking some DMV items. And I know, um, you know, because you chair the uh, House Transportation Committee, obviously DMV comes in um, first and forefront um, for you, but also, you know, you do a lot of work um, with um, auto dealers and things like that. So if you don't mind, talk about, uh, tell our listening audience a little bit about, you know, your background, but also how that helps helps play into your experience with the DMV and some of the uh, challenges you're seeing and some of the things you'd like to do to uh, get some things fixed.
4: Sure. Uh, Like, like Senator Sawyer, I bring in a little bit of different perspective, not being an attorney. And and that's kind of what's happened over the years. Attorneys have written all the laws. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm a, our family's 53 years in the automobile business. So I've been around it my whole life. Um, And and one of the things I I was noticing and and talking to the speaker about was just kind of how bad, some of the language was written, uh, excuse me, written for uh, dealers, and uh, we've been trying to do a lot of cleanup. And Senator Sawyer and her colleagues have been uh, wonderful to work with to try to help that. But uh, we've had we've had some small impasses working with the commissioner over the, at the uh, DMV, and uh, we've been meeting and discussing and trying to figure out how to overcome some of those hurdles. But uh, we've got some good legislation. We've actually passed some good bills, but they've yet to be implemented by the uh, by the agency.
0: You know, and it's interesting that you bring that up, because one of the things that we have talked about before, um, you know, on the show about the uh, legislative process is, you know, you all as legislators, you go through, you, you enact the bills, you know, they're good policy, and then it gets to the agency, right? And, and you presume that they will implement what the you know legislative branch of our government has told them to, but seemingly they like to uh, periodically slow walk and then sometimes not do it and then ask for forgiveness after the fact because they haven't done it. So what are some of the things that you all have passed recently? that just has not gotten implemented yet?
4: Well, a little bit on that. What's, the, what's frustrating for us is that we spend, uh, the Senator and I and, and her colleagues and my colleagues, if we'll go up there and we'll spend six, seven, eight, nine months perfecting language, meeting with mm-hmm. the outside interests, meeting with folks that's on the ground level, You know, your license plate agencies, your driver license offices, uh, DMV inspectors, uh, dealers, insurance companies, and we, we sit down and we really, in good faith, try to enact some legislation that really will affect and help the constituents of this state. And as those have become law, you, you take someone where, you know the governor has appointed someone who has no clue as to what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. And honestly, I just don't think they know how to implement. There's good people over at the office, uh, but, you know, it's slow walk because the commissioners made a, a decision to slow walk these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, small things uh, like how dealers renew their, their licenses every year. It's the same process my dad was using in 1980. Okay. Wow. We actually have uh, put in laws signed by the governor that they're to digitize this. Uh, that's not been done.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, dealers have a license on their wall that must, uh, we must adhere to by the date. And so we ask for a 30-day extension to be put physically on those Mm licenses. So as they are failing to get the renewals done in time, the dealer will be able to continue doing business with auctions and insurance companies and whoever. And, you know, things like that have still not been done. And we're going into year or shoot. We're going into year number two now Mm -hmm. that these things have been law and they've not been enacted. It's very frustrating. Uh, Myself and and Senator Sawyer, uh, we feel many phone calls a week of the frustration. We're doing our job. We're getting the laws passed, but we don't have an agency to implement them. You
0: know, and it's interesting that you talk about that because um, actually I'm going through something similar right now. Uh, my uh, uh, just you know, anecdotally, my father uh, had his identity stolen right. recently, and um, not only did they get um, his social security number, they got his driver's license, they got his driver's license number, and basically created a, a false driver's license and superimposed their picture, and were trying to open uh, withdraw money from his accounts um, in Tennessee and in another state, trying to utilize a fake license. Now, you know, thankfully, um, you know he we, it was caught and they didn't. Lose anything, but you know when your identity's stolen, stuff like that, and somebody gets your credit card number, you get a replacement credit card. Well, what he's finding out is, is he can't get a new driver's license number. He he called locally. Uh, t- it was tough finding somebody. When he finally did, they said, "Well, you need to call Raleigh." And then he went and he called Raleigh, and they were like, "Yeah, no, we don't give new numbers. Sorry. The only way that we can um, the only way that we can change uh, your driver's license number is if you have uh, if something about you has changed demographically." Mm. So I told him that a solution might be just to identify as a woman. <laughs> yes. And, and just get his driver's license, yeah. hey, keep the same picture and everything. But that seems a little out of whack to me. And I think a lot of times when people talk about going to the DMV, it, it's a, oh, my gosh, no, we don't want to do that. Or, oh, my gosh, it's going to be a five-hour process. And so, you know, I know that you all have tried to to fix that. But, you know, anecdotally, that's just one of the challenges I just saw this week.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, You know, it's having a little bit of common sense to figure out that we're in a different age. I don't want to use the word space age because we're past space age. Mm. Uh, But we're facing challenges now that when these laws were written, we had no idea that these things would be happening. Now, I made a suggestion to the commissioner. Maybe we start hiring managers from Chick-fil-A to come over to DMV and help speed (laughs) things along. Yeah. Uh, They kind of have it figured out. uh, But I just don't know why. I mean, my own child looked at me one day when we're trying to get her. Her driver license appointment, and we couldn't get her an appointment. Chairman of Transportation couldn't get her an appointment. She looks at me, she's like, Dad, why can't you do this? So, I mean, we, we feel the same pressures yeah. and pains, uh, and she still hasn't got her night license Yeah. Uh, for, for having to try Gosh. to figure out an appointment. I mean, there is a better path forward, but, again, the senator and, and her colleagues and me and my colleagues, we... We have been more than willing to sit down and help and have these conversations, Mm -hmm. but we're brick walled every time we try to do something.
1: I agree, Chairman. And so now that we're facing this brick wall, I mean, I I know that you have been very active in this space. What do you see happening next? And what would you like to happen in the short session?
4: Well, uh, the short session would be short to start off with. Uh, We would go in in April and be home by June. Uh, And and, and theoretically, we could. We have some cleanup to do on some DMV language, and I think we're very, very close to getting that handled. Uh, And I I think we're going to probably have to call some feet to the line over the agency. Uh, We need some answers uh, that we're not getting. And and, I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, uh, when a chairman of the Senate or the chairman of the House asks for answers, Mm -hmm. uh, deservingly, we should get those. And Mm -hmm. and we're failing to get those answers. Uh, What we are getting is sometimes half-truths. Right. And, and that's very frustrating it's hard to overcome situations when you don't have all the facts
1: I want you to no well I want you to touch down on that because you're not just saying that you actually witnessed that you were watching and I want you to tell that in the last three minutes we have I want you to tell the listening audience what you saw um, when you were uh, listening in on a DOT transportation meeting and the steps that you took because you mean business.
4: Well, uh, yeah, so, so what I do as, as these agencies come into office, I ask for everything in writing. That way there's no confusion, no gray areas, no problems. And we actually had the commissioner go before the DOT board and blatantly tell untruths
2: mm-hmm.
4: about meeting with me and requests that he had made. And I'm getting, I'm getting at live video feed from that. And so I immediately got copies of everything that he put in writing and sent to the board members. And they literally had to call him out in that meeting for, for his untruths. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to, to help move things forward when you got somebody who's not even willing to admit what their ask were and then throw us, uh, Senator Sawyer, myself, mm-hmm. under the bus and saying they're not true. And that's why it's important to have things in writing. But most importantly, you need somebody with, with, with ethics that's not worried about being an undercover boss going around looking at the agencies, but a guy that wants to get his hands and feet dirty if he needs to have his behind in there Helping them uh, adjust and learn the system—that's mm-hmm. what we need. We, we need a hands-on commissioner who really wants to make a difference, not just have a title.
1: Agreed. I completely agree. Now, uh, Brendan, or sorry, Chairman Jones, anything that you want to tell the oh, listening? Right. O- I know, but uh, anything you want to tell the listening audience in the last minute that we have here, and spe- specifically make sure to tell them your Twitter handle or in your uh, website so they can learn more about you.
4: So I'm I'm like the most tech savvy guy in the building, but uh, my <laughs> staff tells me I'm at Brendan Jones NC website. <laughs> we have a website, we website RepJones dot com. We try to keep it pretty simple because that's who I am. But uh, I want the audience to understand one thing: like with myself, I'm, I'm just an average citizen, just like Senator Sawyer, Senator mm-hmm. McKinnon, Senator McSar Lazar, Lazar that you just heard. And we're just out there trying to make a difference and make it better. And we all bring a perspective from our industries that, that help do that. And if we can get an agency on board, guys, girls, we'll have a better DMV. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're looking forward to hopefully bringing you some answers very, very soon from this agency. Great. Well,
0: well said. Chairman, Chairman Jones, thank you so much for being part of our show. We really do appreciate it. And thank you for all you're doing for uh, your uh, the state and your constituents down in Raleigh.
1: Absolutely.
4: Thank you. It is, it is my honor to serve. And I appreciate being on the show and look forward to being back
1: again. Yes, yeah, sir. take care,
0: sir. You're listening to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio. We'll be right back.
2: We're just saying with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on the way from 105.9 100.7 W.S.I.C. Call now to speak with NC Senator Vicki Sawyer at 844 Studio 4. It's we're just saying on 105.9 100.7 W.S.I.C.
0: welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David live to be part of our show, 844 Studio 4. We are streaming live on the WSIC News website, YouTube, Facebook, X, LinkedIn, and the Gram yeah. uh, for the first time, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, great uh, information both from Senator yeah, and Chairman nice. Jones on uh, DMV transportation. And I'd I'd, I'd I'd wager no one in our audience was sitting there thinking, I think the DMV is working perfectly and they should leave them alone. Right. So, <laughs> so right. obviously great information. But it actually, this was a week of firsts for you.
1: It was a week of firsts for me. You
0: did something that, you know, you've always talked about, you don't do, you're not getting involved in other people's races, and then you went and did it.
1: I did it. I told a presidential candidate that I would not endorse him. That was DeSantis. Yeah. Because I don't endorse and never will endorse in primaries. And guess what I did? You
0: endorsed in a primary. I did.
1: But but I, I, think, but I think we all know why. But it's Gray Mills. It is. He is absolutely fantastic. And I have enjoyed our working relationship. And I think he's going to be the best choice for Congress for the 10th District. I support him. He's one of my neighbors. He's a friend. He's got a wonderful family. And I just... Broke my rule but I'm only breaking it <laughs> for Gray Mills. This
0: is not a precedent setter. This is this not is a, a precedent
1: setter, county commissioner candidates.
0: <laughs> wow. Well,
1: or House done. other candidates. Or no. other House
0: candidates. No. Or no. any other elected office. No. This is a one-off deal. It's
1: only for Gray Mills. Well, and
0: I think that's fair. Okay. I, think, I think that's okay. fair because, I mean, as you have stated multiple times, this is an opportunity for one of our own, somebody who we know really well from Ardell County to to go into Congress. And, born and, and raised. Born Yep, exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sheriff Campbell, uh, has endorsed. Right. Um, and which is I fantastic. I saw
1: the good Congresswoman, uh, Congresswoman Virginia, Virginia
0: Fox endorsed as well, which is huge. She um, is
1: a machine on yes, a campaign trail. I don't know if you've ever had to have. campaign beside or with Virginia Fox. I
0: have been there. I have seen it in action. And it's, she's a machine. A machine is, is yes. exactly what she is.
1: Yes. When we were, um, campaigning in Yadkin for my first primary, uh, Congresswoman Fox was on the ballot as well as she is every two years. And it became a joke for me. Like if I wanted to go to a sewing circle on Tuesday at 9 a.m. in the middle of Yakin County where no one knew where it was, she would beat me there.
0: Yeah, I I can believe it. I mean, she was there. I
1: thought, (laughs) no way. But that woman is a machine. So I'm so thankful that she um, is endorsing and supporting Gray Mills along with myself Sheriff Darren Campbell and a few others, I believe, oh, are yeah, coming no, down the pike. Yeah,
0: absolutely, more to come. Um, obviously, that I'm sure, just because people, you know, really appreciate Gray. Um, it is interesting that um, you know uh, it was a no good, very bad week for um, <laughs> uh, one of uh, one of uh, Gray's opponents, Pat uh-huh. Harrigan. Um, you know, in addition to all the uh, fabulous endorsements that Gray got, the uh, Fox News actually wrote an article about some comments the he Fox? had made. The Fox News Ooh. Um, wrote about uh, not the locally affiliate. This was the national, oh, it was national
1: national Fox News. National Fox
0: News wrote a little article. Article about something he had said in one of the previous districts he he, uh, he shopped uh, in order to run. So the the headline was GOP candidate compared deporting illegal immigrants to Nazis, not opposed to fast tracking DACA citizenship. So these Wait. were comments that he made back in uh, I guess the first time he ran uh, in district, I guess in two thousand eighteen. Or something like that. He in ran in two thousand eighteen. It was either eighteen or twenty, I think, something like that. But it was it was one of the first races he initially had jumped into um, when he was um, when in the first district he got into
1: was oh because he's been shopping. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry he, yeah, for catching got, me up. I apologize. I yeah, just, no, this is I've got blind is, love for yeah, great now So yeah. I just no, this is his third pay district. Pay attention. This is
0: his third district
1: oh, in three years. I think that he's trying to run. That in. makes it even worse.
0: Yes, absolutely. But so in
1: his first district, he was talking about comparing. Illegal emina- immigration to Nazis.
0: So what he what, what he was it was a it was an interview that he was on uh, on the radio and um, he was talking about Trump's immigration policies and okay. what, and he had talked about favoring a pathway to citizenship for um, illegal immigrants and um, you know and he was commenting specifically on Trump's policies and his comment had specifically was um, there has to be a pathway to citizenship. Look from my perspective, you look at countries that have rounded up and um, exported people from their country. It's a list of countries that we don't want to be involved with. It's Russia, it's North Korea, it's China, it's Nazi Germany. He said when asked about the pathway to citizenship for individuals and for U.S. illegally, so he said he would be open to the pathway for citizenships. And if you recall at the time, President Mm -hmm. Trump's policy was, we need to deport the people who have come here illegally, Mm -hmm. make them get in line and to come Mm -hmm. here legally. And so Fox had reached out and asked him about that. Um, Uh, You know, hey, is this still your stance? Um, Is this still the way you think?
1: Well, let me guess. So he's in a Republican primary and an open border is not very popular. So I'm sure he's may have flipped his, his, his opinion.
0: Um, well, actually, well, the first thing he did was say that um this was all um, uh, it, it was horrible that um, a uh, decorated combat veteran such as himself was being attacked in this way. Um I don't know how it's an attack. If it's your words, just to be fair. well,
1: And, and I do appreciate anyone who put their life on the line to service of their country. So that's fine. But you also, that one doesn't preclude another, like, Thank you for your service, but you're in a political fight. And so when in a battle, so when you are, um, you know, in these campaigns, you have to atone for your words.
0: Well, yeah. And, and they are your words. They're your <laughs> you words. Mean, yeah, they're, they are so your words.
1: So appreciate the service, but that that is that was you know we're talking about now yes. and what you said now exactly about one of the biggest crises that are facing our country
0: exactly and you know and not being familiar with our district obviously he probably isn't aware of you know the the damage that you know illegal immigration has done you know to our, our area um specifically and so you know i mean and you know you can give someone i guess a little bit of a pass on that I mean, he hasn't lived here so he doesn't know right. um but um you know it, it's one of those things where it's just like look these are your words you're in a campaign of if a If a news organization calls you and says, hey, do you still stand by these words? That's not an attack. Well,
1: and I'm going to go back to something you just said. Um, When you said you can give him a pass because he doesn't know the district, actually, I don't. Because if he's going to represent me in Raleigh, he should know me in my district, in our constituency. And... Having to flip flop a statement based on whichever district you want to represent is the very thing that I disdain about politicians altogether. Yes, and so he should know. I shouldn't have to tell him how I feel so that he can craft his words to modify it so he can get my vote. The man should have the thing said right from the first time that, and that should align with the people he wants to represent.
0: Exactly. Or if you know, if if that is what he truly felt at the time when he was in the other district, that was a little less conservative right. uh, than this one, then then stand by it mm-hmm. and say, well, no, I still stand by that. And articulate why. Maybe mm-hmm. you bring somebody over to your way of thinking. Who knows? But don't call it an attack. I right. mean, when someone asks you, when you said this, do you still stand by it? Well, I'm being attacked. Really? It's are a you? campaign, buddy. It's a campaign, buddy. Welcome. Step up. Yeah. But um, speaking of attacks, rated X. Oh,
1: you Lord. You've got, a, you got oh, a good
0: one. Lord. you got to get, now, are we week three? Did we make it?
1: Okay. Week three. No workplace. Congratulations! This one almost got me because (laughs) it came to my legislative email address, and as you will see, we are going to try to get through this one without any FCC violations. Yes, as
0: Bill sits back there, please, 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 so nervously. Okay, but uh, we are finally trained radio professionals. We can do this.
1: We're gonna to try to do this. Okay. <clears throat> Received on Tuesday, January sixteenth at ten oh nine PM. I was very well Ooh. in bed by that time. Dear Senator Sawyer. You for restricting trans lights. You for being proud of yourself. You for thinking that you're doing good for being a hateful piece of you for hurting innocent trans girls and women. You, and I hope you lose every next election sincerely.
0: It was Emma. We can say Emma on the radio.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, just... like, like, I that... want
0: credit for like, like my timing was pristine on Your that. Your timing was pristine. <laughs> Bill, did we
1: pass? We passed. We passed. Okay. We're still on the Okay. Air. So I was going to, I was, I read that and it was in the next morning and I was like, Huh. And I started emailing back. I hope this did not I went, nope, nope, I cannot do it. You David called it. that a clap back. I cannot do it. I was going to thank that person uh, and hope that they feel better after they, me, all. <laughs> after they. Gut. Me all the good times they would. What is <this? laughs>
0: Well, it was 10 o'clock at night. I mean, There's I a fair bit. Now, here's what... You want to know what impresses me, though? What? So many times, the trolls that come at you, their spelling, their conjugation, and everything like oh, that is not good. It's suspect. And they, this, this one was actually grammatically correct. And in a lot of times when people talk about you losing elections, they always wow. go L-O-O-S-E. Yes. Lose your elections. Yeah. This one said lose. So if nothing else, right. Emma put a lot of effort into making sure that this was grammatically correct for you. So that's yes. something.
1: That's great. Yeah. Very good job. Hey, well done. That should make yeah. you feel good. Yay. Well done. <laughs> you know, before I became a senator, I never connected or contacted uh, like State legislators for hardly anything, unless I needed like a passport or not. State legislators, but you know, or my congress people. In case I needed some kind of service that I wasn't getting from the normal channels, I don't think I ever just like stayed up at ten o'clock at night and started yelling. Obscenities to a random person.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like if you like, like I have, I'm a firm believer in the Simpsons and I believe they predict yes. the future. I am wholly on board with that. If okay. you've ever, if you've ever, dude, Google Simpsons predict the future and just see all the instances where the Simpsons okay. have been right about the future. But one of the, my favorite episodes is when uh, they're talking and they have this picture of Grandpa Simpson uh-huh. and the, it's a news article and it says, Old Man Yells at Cloud. And he's <laughs> just shaking his <laughs> fist at a cloud. That's what I feel like these people are doing, right? It's like, <laughs> You know, angry person <laughs> writes angry email, right? And so, but and, and to you of all people, because you're just so nice.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, in any case, that well done for not clapping back. Yes, thank you. I am you. very proud of Three
1: weeks strong. Three weeks strong without a workplace incident. Yeah, 2024 is going to be my no workplace incidents this year. I well, think I can do it.
0: You're off You're off to a good start. Well yeah. done. So any good plans for the weekend?
1: Actually, no. Just trying to catch up from some stuff. Even though that we are on break, um, I am really been excited of learning and, and, and visiting folks in our community and doing a lot of um, one-on-one uh, talks with folks. And so it's been great, but it's very, uh, tiring as well. And it's cold. And it's cold. And I'm old. And yes. it's just not fun being cold and old. It and is So, not. so I, I might just like hunker down. But I do know that, um, I don't know if you knew this, but there's a guy that may be having a birthday party on Saturday.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't a party. I have some friends gathering yeah. together, you know, in honor of me, which I think is totally appropriate. Yes. But, uh, but yes, but no, yes. For my birthday tomorrow, we got some friends that we're going to hang out and Good. just uh, enjoy some low key old person. And, and to be fair, I think my wife. May actually be pushing back on our plans because it is cold it is cold (laughs) well thank everybody for listening to us today on we're just saying with senator vicky sawyer we'll talk to you next week
1: have a great week the
0: new 105.9 100.7 wsic statesville mooresville north charlotte